Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Hey everyone, we are continuing today in Matthew and my verses today that I'm going to be teaching from is Matthew 26, 42 through 46. So let's get started. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My Father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Then he returned to them again. He found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Seems a little aggravated at them. Have your rest. But look, behold, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. I want to do a little, uh, some observations from this. I want to let you know that the setting is the Garden of Gethsemane, if you probably hadn't figured that out already. And I particularly love this story so much in the Bible. So when they asked me to do this, I was really excited about this. Because this is about our redemption, this story. But Jesus and his disciples are at the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's a place where they oftentimes went to pray. But this what this day was a little different. This was not just an ordinary day that they went to pray in the garden in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's a garden that's that's located at the base of the of the Mount of Olives. And this day, he took Peter, James, and John with him. He took them away from the twelve, and they sat. And he had a purpose for them in the Garden of Gethsemane this particular day. He said, "Stay here." While I go and pray, you stay here and you watch and pray with me. But they were not attentively praying. They were sleeping. So Jesus was in the garden, in the setting of the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was praying for God's will to be done. Now, this was, was a very important day in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that's why he wanted the disciples to stand with him in prayer. Be with me in prayer. Be alert today with me. He said, can this cup pass or do I drink from it? He was asking this, is there another way for your will to be done? He had to drink the cup of judgment. It was the cup of judgment of sin for us. He knew that this was his destiny before he was ever born. This was his most vulnerable moment, one of his darkest hours that he had to walk through. He needed the disciples to pray with him. But he, was in a, he was in, but he was in total obedience to the Spirit. And the light, he is the light, overcame darkness. And the garden became the garden of redemption instead of the garden of the fall of man as the garden of Eden was. Now, this is, those are some interesting observations, but let's, let's look to see how we can apply those observations. You know, we changed, I changed the name from the garden of Eden to the garden of redemption. And it's the garden of redemption because he's redeemed us so we could live in intimacy and fellowship with him by the power of his Holy Spirit. Let's think about this. He was in great agony. The Bible said he was, his soul was exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. But he knew that he had to say yes to the cup of judgment. But remember, it's a cup that he'd never tasted before. He'd never tasted sin. He didn't know what sin tasted like. He, didn't, he never experienced sin. He was without sin. But he had to taste of sin in order to, be, 
to order to take the judgment, our sin, up in his body. His love for us and the love he had for the Father empowered him to drink the cup of judgment for us. Now, why I call it the Garden of Redemption is because now we can say we are the redeemed and we live in abundance. This isn't mentioned in our reading, but John 10.10 says, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and and life more abundantly. That is what happened that day. You say, well, Ann, that wasn't, Jesus wasn't raised from the dead that day. No, he wasn't. But victory was won in the garden for him to go to the cross. The victory had to be won in the garden. Now let's look on a little bit about the point of being redeemed. In uh, um, the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane means oil press. And when olives are put in an olive press, extreme pressure is put upon an olive and they're crushed. And when they're crushed, the pure oil comes out. And in the Bible, all is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So in light of him being our redeemer, he said in John 14, he said, I've got to go away. If I go away, I'll leave you the Holy Spirit. You've got to have the Holy Spirit. So as the redeemed of the Lord, we are empowered by her spirit, declaring his victory in the midst of the valley. And so we as the, we as the redeemed will say so. We are the redeemed of the Lord. He was crushed. He was bruised. He experienced so much for us so that we can have the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, another thing we learn in the application of this scripture is prayer. He's redeemed us to pray. Prayer is a tool to overcome. We win the victory in prayer, just like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's manifested. We have to pray. We get the peace of God, and we know that it is done. Do we have a similar place like Jesus did? He had the Garden of Gethsemane. He he and his disciples would go and pray. We, too, must have a place that we go pray. We must have a place that we're accustomed to praying in a position, a place. By his spirit, we we need to be awake. He wanted the disciples, I want you awake. I want you alert. I want you active in prayer. I need you. And we will have a dark hour. And in our dark hour, we must learn to have to let the light of the glorious gospel shine from us in our dark hour. I'm going to give you an example. I had a really dark hour that happened, we did it to our family. Uh, my, my grandson is five now. He was two and a half when it happened. He fell 10 and a half feet. And in my time of prayer, two, two weeks before this happened, he kept telling me, I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, uh, the matchless name of Jesus, the matchless name of Jesus. This was, he was speaking to me about the matchless name of Jesus. And so when Emily came to me and she said, Mama, call those ladies that you pray with. That was my small group. We, that's our purpose. We have a praying small group. Call those ladies you pray with and get them to pray. Maddox just fell 10 and a half feet on concrete. And so I called the ladies and I, this is what I asked them. I want you to pray for me that I can press through this darkness because darkness was overshadowing me. I was in a dark hour. All I wanted to do is go get in the bed, cover up my head and sulk. But I knew flesh could not, that's what flesh wanted me to do. But spirit said no, because I had lost a daughter at two and a half years when she was two and a half years old. And it became very familiar to me. And I said, I'm not going to have that happen again. So I pressed through and I said, will you, basically what I said to those ladies, will you watch with me during this hour? And they prayed with me that I could continue in prayer. 
And so the whole family was praying, but I faced it a little different than they did because of circumstances. So I prayed through, and I prayed in the Spirit, and I called out the master's name of Jesus, and I called out the master's name of Jesus, and I prayed in the Spirit, and I prayed in English. And the, the end of the story is Maddox is five years old and perfectly normal. Why? Because I had people standing with me in the dark hour. It's a dark hour. But God is given light in the midst of darkness, and that's what we need to know. We're redeemed of the Lord. <clears throat> we have to stand in prayer so that light can always expel darkness in our life, and be obedient to the struggle. And let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that th in our life there's a struggle going on between the flesh and the spirit so many times. And so I ask you, God, that in all of our lives that we would bow our knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we would we would say, Father, you, we are the redeemed of the Lord, therefore we will say so. And we will separate ourselves from the fear and the doubt of the darkness in our life, and we will grab hold into the presence of the Lord. And we love you, Father, and we ask you, Father, to do great things in our life today. That, yes, there was a struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane, but Jesus won the victory. So, Father, this day we are the redeemed of the Lord, and we will pray to you. And in our prayers we will say, yes, and the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we will say what the Bible says about us being the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.